Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to another episode of Star Wars Action News. This is our pre-New York Comic Con show. Cannot wait for New York Comic Con. All the new Hasbro reveals. And it's in New York. Let's face it, it's the best city in the world. But I am really looking forward to that, as well as the Star Wars Collectibles panel and the Hasbro Star Wars panel, which we will be at least live tweeting. I know from Toy Fair, Javits is kind of spotty on Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. We probably can't live broadcast, but if you follow our Facebook and our Twitter, we will be live blogging the entire event to bring you all the announcements they have. And hopefully some of them you'll even see on store shelves. We have Justin joining (laughs) us later to talk about some new Hasbro product that's hitting the stores near him. I gotta say, I'm really not seeing anything new on Hasbro except for vehicles. Lots of vehicles and not much else. There's a lot of stuff just hanging out in our stores is a problem. I mean, the pegs are jam-packed. Walmart's really bad right now because they had all those extra figures from the Blu-ray releases that were on the little rounders they put out in the aisle, and now they're slowly moving those and taking them down, and they're putting them on the shelf, and now it just looks like a tornado's gone through because they've stacked them every which way because they don't have a peg space. Mm-hmm. And there's some end caps now with them, but it's all the same figures that were on those shelves. But Justin does have some news a little later on about he's having more luck than we are. For us, though, a couple of non-Hasbro store report items. We did hit Target for the Halloween section, and they have a Star Wars pumpkin carving kit that I passed on because I can't even draw a straight line. Yeah, you know, it has the patterns in it where you're supposed to trace them on the pumpkin, and then you intricately scrape and carve and cut. Yeah, mine would be a mess, and I'm not even going to attempt it, so we're just going to skip that. Yeah, anyone who does that, come to our forums, post some photos. We would love to see your Star Wars pumpkins. I know that every year they put some out. There were some of those really cool ones, the Yoda and Vader, that were making their way around the Internet five, seven years ago. I know there's some really cool things that can be done by people more talented than me. I can't even draw on paper, which is flat. Don't expect me to do anything creative on a pumpkin, which is ridged. But we did buy a pumpkin decorating kit that matches my level of skill. It's a pumpkin push-in. Now, we bought one of the fake pumpkins from Target, so we don't have to carve a pumpkin. It was like 10 bucks. It's not messy. And we got the Yoda pumpkin push-in. It's the only one they had, and it comes with a Yoda head and Yoda arms, and you just make little slits in the pumpkin, push it in, voila, you have a pumpkin. I'm not going to lie. We have a real pumpkin. I bought this one so that the Yoda could remain clean for the collection rather than in a rotting, smashed pumpkin. Yes. But... I bought him because Marjorie seemed excited. I wasn't that jazzed. I'm like, eh, you stick a head of a pumpkin. That's really not going to be much. And then we actually put the pumpkin together. I gotta say, he's kind of cute. He needs something else, though. He needs, like, a jacket. He needs a robe. We yeah. need to get a little bit of cloth from Walmart and just drape it around him yeah. to put a robe around the pumpkin, and he would be perfect. It would be, yeah. It looks kind of neat. I kind of like it. It's just our speed and our talent. It was $6. I think they should have charged 10 and included a robe. Yeah. I would have liked them to just include something for me to drape over the pumpkin. Then again, no two pumpkins are the same. You can't do one side is fizz all because the really tall pumpkin's going to feel bad that it's too short and the yeah. really fat pumpkin's going to feel bad that it doesn't fit around him. So Correct. You don't want to hurt any pumpkin feelings, but I do think Yoda needs a robe. He's not, but it's cuter than I thought it would when we actually put it on the pumpkin. Yes. 
Also at Target, over at the one spot where everything's a dollar. There's some lenticular Star Wars puzzles. There are two. One is Clone Wars with Savage Press lenticular, and the other is the classic A New Hope poster with Luke and Han lenticular. Mm. Now, it doesn't look like all of the puzzle is lenticular. There's only a square of lenticularness on the front. Lenticularness? Is Lenticulary. So during this episode, Marjorie's going to assemble one of these puzzles. TikTok, can she do it? And at the end of the show, we will tell you how much is lenticular. I had some mad puzzle skills, baby. You also went to Big Lots and found some Star Wars thumb drives. Yes, I did. And they didn't know what they were at Big Lots. So like, what are those? They're for your computer? And I said, yes, they're thumb drives. How does it work? Well, where you used to use a floppy drive, you put in this. Now, this is from Time Machines. Now, we saw them at Toy Fair two years ago, and Marjorie sweet-talked the guy into a sample of the Boba Fett. I did. At Big Lots, they only had Yoda and Vader. There is a Stormtrooper out there. Maybe your Big Lots would have them. Ours didn't have Stormtrooper or Boba Fett, just Vader and Yoda. And they're not selling at all. They're $19 right now for a 4-gigabyte thumb drive, which, according to the front, can hold 2,166 megapixel photos or 66 hours of really low-quality MP3s or 24 hours of, I'm guessing, VGA-level MPEG-4s. But we did get both of those. I think I may finally break down and get that Republic Attack Shuttle. We did get a $10 off coupon from Toys R Us with their toy book that's only good for the month of October because we have one of those Toys R Us cards where we get the points. It's $10 off, $75 or more. Then you should probably get it. I'm, I'm still wondering if there are going to be like an online sale. Well, I've been kind of scoping out the Black Friday deals. I haven't seen anything big come out yet, which is unusual. But I guess the middle of October is when they start really hitting and people start getting advance notice of the sales. So I'm going to keep an eye on that. And perhaps we can do a bit of Black Friday shopping or Cyber Monday shopping and avoid going to the stores. Very true. You're right. My coupon's good till the end of October. They're not going to sell out of this landing shuttle. They have plenty. They don't appear to be moving that fast. I know I'm just not as excited by it as I am for the Death Star Trench Run pack I bought first time I saw online. Well, the packaging sells that. Yeah. And this, we'll see, but the coupon's good till the end of the month. If I spend $75 on Toys R Us before then, I'll use it first. So that's pretty much all we're finding in stores, but let's find out what you guys are finding and start with Justin joining us with a store report. Hey everybody, Justin here with a look at what's going on in stores and online around the galaxy and around the corner. Well, New York Comic Con is almost here and we are about to find out what we can look forward to from Hasbro in the coming months. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you a rundown of what you can expect to find in the coming days and weeks. In stores, especially Target, you may have lately noticed there have been significantly less peg-warming vintage figures on the pegs. That's because Hasbro has sent out their store teams into the wild to clear out those slow-moving figures to make room for some new figures. Now, Targets have been getting shipments of the latest vintage waves, including new figures of Ponda Baba, Rebel Hoth Trooper, and Bastilla Shan, along with some of the older figures that are debuting on vintage cards like the TIE Fighter Pilot and the B-Wing Pilot. Now, not to mention the Revenge of the Jedi cards are starting to get mixed in with these waves as well. So you might see an Akbar or a Vader on these Revenge cards, so keep an eye out for those as well. Target seems to be the place for Clone Wars figures as well. I've been seeing a good amount of the shirtless Savage Press wave there. I also picked up an exclusive Hostage Crisis set on clearance for around 12 bucks, But I did notice that the other set was still regular price, and they're in pretty good numbers. At any rate, I was just glad to finally add... Robinino to my collection. Now speaking of battle packs, Walmart has been getting the newest releases with the Stop the Zillow Beast set, which unfortunately doesn't come with the Zillow. Instead we get repacks of Mace, Yoda, and a clone. But the Capture of the Droids pack does come with a useful repack. C-3PO, who has been strangely absent from this line since the early days, finally makes his way back into retail along with R2, Toto 360, and Cad Bane. If you don't have 3PO from this line, do yourself a favor 
and pick up this pack. It's right up there with the Mando as far as I'm concerned. With sculpt that's awesome, awesome articulation, and just a great deco, a great figure all the way around. I mean, you wouldn't expect this much out of a little C-3PO figure, but I'm really impressed with it. Also at Walmart, you might find this year's Lego Advent Calendar with some neat little micro ships and minifigs for around $40. Now, I've never picked this up before. I'm not the world's biggest Lego fan, but I, I looked at it and I thought about it. I might I might check it out and see if any of them make them for clearance, because there are some neat looking little tiny ships in there. You can build a teeny tiny little x-wing and a teeny tiny little republic attack shuttle so i'm going to keep an eye on that now over at tj maxx they had a surprising amount of star wars stuff going on i picked up the galactic heroes ad app for only twenty dollars along with a lot of the two-pack galactic heroes for only three dollars each which they had a decent selection of i mean some of the more recent releases before they you know axed the line but i saw the republic commando set and other ones like that so if you're still looking for some of those end of the line ones check out your tj maxx on those now i also spotted some of the deluxe clone wars figures for only ten dollars now i'm talking about the obi-wan with the freako speeder anakin and his weird little single man royal starship pack and even the mandalorian on his speeder pack they even have some of the Star Wars Legos there as well. I saw a Hyena Droid Bomber set for only $15, which seems like a decent price for a set that size. There's not a whole lot new going on at Toys R Us lately, but they are getting shipments of some of their exclusives like the Force Unleashed and Republic Commando sets, along with the Droid Attack on Coronet pack, which has that cool spider droid and a handful of baby spider droids with, a, with two clones packed in there as well. And if you're looking for some new Star Wars gear to wear, Target has some decent designs over in the men's t-shirt area. Some of them are corny, like the tired Who's Your Daddy Vader and a Vader is Coming Act Busy shirt. But they're, like I said, there were a few cool ones, like a Millennium Falcon blueprint design on a red shirt and a retro design featuring Luke in his pilot gear with Leia in her classic white robes. And somewhat lost in the product blitz surrounding the Blu-ray release at Walmart is a display with their own selection of tees, and it's actually a bigger selection. And theirs only cost $12.50 each as opposed to the $12.99 that Target's charging. So at that price, I'm sure you can find one or two that you wouldn't mind picking up. Personally, I'm thinking about the Boba Fett design, but there's a chewy, it's a big chewy headshot on a brown shirt, look kind of neat. Then there was a really neat light blue shirt with a vintage Empire Strikes Back classic poster design on it, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back and pick up. Moving over to online news, Sideshow has announced their next release in their 12-inch line, and clone fans won't be disappointed. On October 14th, you'll be able to place your pre-order for Commander Bakara which strengthens an already awesome list of pre-order products in Sideshow's library. I mean, we're still taking pre-orders for Boba Fett over there and Commander Gree still up. So if you got these three coming, you've got quite, quite a few months to look forward to when these start to ship. And if that's not enough, Yak Face is reporting that Sideshow has hinted to them that we may soon see a carbon-freezing chamber environment. How cool would that be? If it's anything like the one that they've taken to shows in the past, it will be mind-blowing. I won't be able to pass on that. And finally, there are reports that some people are already receiving their mail-away protofets. So if you sent off already, watch your mailbox and this color-deficient Mando could soon be in your hands. Well, that's all I have for this week, so I'll send you back to Arnie and Marjorie, who are busy getting ready to head to New York this weekend to bring you all the latest news from the convention. But if you collect Marvel toys, too, you won't want to miss our coverage on Marvelicious Toys. So with that, I give you back to Arnie and Marjorie. And until next time, keep on collecting, and I'll see you in the toy aisle. Justin, I'm really glad you're finding some of the Revenge of the Jedi figures and Bastilla Shan wave. None of that is in our area. And we even went to St. Louis this past weekend. Human Centipede 2 release weekend had to be there and checked a number of Walmarts and Targets in the area. 
nothing. No, and it's all the same stuff at each one, so it's not even like we're missing it. I just don't think it's happening here yet. And we even went, you know, Human Centipede was a midnight show. We stopped on the way home as they were stocking the stores, and they all seemed to be stocking the same things, and none of it was Star Wars. Yeah. Now, it's possible they've already pulled some of the figures, because what I am seeing is tons of Wave 5 stuff. So maybe they're pulling, finally, some of the Wave 1 and 2 peg cloggers, but I think what they have in the back room is still what is, to people who shop online, still older stock. What are they going to do with the peg warmers, though? Usually they'd have them destroyed. Maybe they'll send them to a Big Lots or a TJ Maxx. Yeah, they're probably going to end up at Big Lots or TJ Maxx. I don't buy that they destroy product that they can make money of. I mean, that's just a bad business model. If TJ Maxx or Big Lots or somebody will take them, I imagine that's where they'll go. But they've stated repeatedly, they've said it so often that I believe them, it would cost them more to ship those figures somewhere and have them pulled off of the cards and then reboxed and used in like a battle pack. Oh, I believe that. That's why I think that they end up at like Big Lots and TJ Maxx and Marshalls and those kind of stores because they thrive on buying big lots of closeouts. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that happens. And you see a lot of that at Toy Fair. There are businesses that only buy a closeout, reduced inventory, and only have that stuff. And Big Lots is one of them. By the same token, though, couldn't Hasbro make a huge dump at Toys for Tots and take a major write-off? Yeah, but they probably don't do that. There's a lot of business options, but charitable contributions from corporations are one way of offsetting profits. Yeah. So we can hope that something like that might happen. More than likely, we'll be seeing these at TJ Maxx. And as Justin mentioned, TJ Maxx has been having some of the deluxe vehicles lately. One of the Walmarts we found in St. Louis, I saw those deluxe vehicles on sale at. Hmm. So they were all ones I already had, but check your Walmarts. Some of them just are clearancing out last year's deluxe vehicle packs. Also, Justin, you mentioned shirts. I was looking at Target at some of the shirts, and there was one shirt, but it was in the kids section that I actually thought was really cool. It was four stormtroopers on a blue shirt that said Star Wars. And it was, I walked past, you know, the kids' clothing aisle is right on the way to the toy section. So I always see the new shirts there. I thought it was kind of cool, but by the same token, is it right to glorify the violence of inept stormtroopers by having four on your shirt. Yeah, but no PG. Yeah, it is a cool shirt. And then I got an email from SuperheroStuff.com. They have 10 new Star Wars shirts. That was one of them ordered. Yeah, and here's what's weird. They've got 3D shirts now that come with 3D glasses. So I guess anybody that says, hey, your shirt's really cool, you have to stop and give them 3D glasses so they can really see how cool it is. I don't see the point in this. I've seen those at JCPenney. Yeah. And I just, I don't get them. Unless we're living in Back to the Future world and somebody's walking around with 3D glasses on all the time to look at my shirt. It does not work. But there are some really cool shirts at SuperheroStuff.com. There's the Star Wars Ship Diagrams one, which has like almost... Like the visual dictionaries, it has lines pointing to various parts of the ship. I think that's very cool. I've always been into the Star Wars vehicles, though. The Millennium Falcon, X-Wing, and TIE Fighter hit my sweet spot. If you like that Vader expression shirt that we got at a Walmart, they have it, but also a companion piece, Chewbacca in a photo booth. They also have a Stormtroopers one where it says, Today I am, and it's the same premise. The Chewbacca in a photo booth at least has different facial expressions, but the Stormtrooper one's the exact same one as the Vader. Yeah, That joke was funny with Vader. Yeah, now it's just done. The two I ordered, I love the Vader Submit shirt. It's got Vader kneeling. It just has a really cool black and white kind of shaded art. What's the other one? The Stormtrooper one. You did order it? Yeah. Oh, now I feel like I have to punch you. You already own the Vader one. No, the the Stormtroopers with the blue and the red. Oh, okay. Stormtroopers Okay, okay, okay. Thank God. Not the Stormtroopers I am today thing. Okay, phew. And I reserve the right to go back and order the diagram shirt. Yeah, I'm not too keen on that. I don't know why. I'm not really crazy about any of these, to be honest. I don't think any of them are exceedingly original. That Vader was was when it was just the Vader one, and now they have a Stormtrooper one. But I don't know. The Boba Fett one's kind of cool because it's kind of vintage and random and just kind of weird. But What about Vader taking the Adat for a walk? Okay, that one is cute, but I don't know if I'd want to wear it on my shirt. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be a cute picture, but I don't know if I need to own it on a T-shirt. Does that make sense? There's a difference there. I hear you. You can chuckle at a shirt, but that doesn't always mean I want to wear it. And speaking of online news, over at Brian'sToys.com, for Halloween, they have reduced prices on their FX lightsabers, $10 off. You can get Anakin Skywalker and Darth Maul for $89.99, Return of the Jedi Luke for $99.99, or several of the removable blades for $119.99. 
I know those make great for Christmas, so if you see those on sale like that, you need to scoop them up because they are fantastic for Christmas. Just make sure you buy batteries also. We bought for your niece an Ultimate FX lightsaber, and those are also in stock, ready to ship at Brian's Toys. And those are great because they're smaller. She's only four years old. She's going to love it and probably destroy everything in Grandpa's house, but it's tiny for her. And if you order really quickly after this show is released, because the offer ends October 12th, use coupon code FALL11 and get 10% off. And remember, be sure to tell them at checkout that you heard about them on Star Wars Action News. But now we want to see what you guys are finding in stores in the way of new figures and collectibles. So we turn to your voicemails. Hey guys, it's Phil, wannabe trooper on the forums. Just here to do another quick store report from the UK. Now first off is my local FP in Newcastle. And uh, this Saturday I've managed to pick up the Rebel Fleet Trooper on the Vintage card and the B-Wing Pilot on the Revenge of the Jedi card. Now I've been looking for these for quite some time now and they're finally coming to Newcastle. And I've managed to pick them up for ten ninety nine each, which is, as I've said before many times, the usual price of figures over here. But all in all, quite a good find. Now, the other item I picked up in FP, I've managed to get a Chinese Star Wars collector's tin. Now, this has got the sort of original New Hope uh, poster on the front, but in the sort of Chinese uh, writing style. And it's sort of gold around the rest of the tin. Now, the tin itself is fairly small, but it's great for putting normal sort of playing cards in, as these days I've kind of sacked the DJ off, and I'm doing a lot more close-up magic work especially with cards and whatnot and as uh, Steve the Ginger Prince sort of requested or asked on Twitter asking if I could put Star Wars into me sort of magic routines I'm hoping to have me Jedi Knight trick or Jedi mind reading trick uh, ready for celebration for next year so you know hopefully I can show you show everyone that uh, in Florida next year now apart from getting me figures in me local FP I've managed to get the sort of vintage three-pack set from Target the sort of droid set the one that comes with uh, C-3PO, R2-D2 and Chewbacca. Yeah, the droid set. Um, anyway, I managed to get this from fellow listener CW that I met in Florida last year at the celebration event. Sorry, mate, I can't remember your name on the on the forums, but, you know, met him over there, stayed in touch, and he's managed to hook us up with this three-pack um, that I haven't been able to see uh, or find anywhere in the UK. Uh, I know Steve, I think he found some in his local FP, but I've seen nothing of them over here. Anyway, CW managed to hook us up with, with this set, and um, I think it was around about $20, something like that. I can't remember the exact amount, but it's a great set. It's the only one I've got in my collection so far, and uh, hopefully I'll be picking some more up uh, when I do see them over here in the UK. Now, apart from all the figures and cases and everything like that this week that I've been buying, uh, I've managed to get a sort of big purchase as far as Star Wars goes anyway. I've managed to finally get the flights to Orlando, Florida for celebration next year, all 840 quids worth of it as well. So, you know, big purchase, but uh, it's going to be a big party as well. So, you know, I've got that to look forward to as well. Anyway, guys, as usual, keep up the good work with the show and hopefully I'll speak to you all soon with some more finds from the UK. I am very much looking forward to the next Star Wars celebration. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's always a great time, and it's a great time to visit people. Phil, this is where I get to see you. We share the same birthday, and we always visit at celebrations. And to translate British to American, he spent over $1,300 on a ticket. Holy moly. So we got to show him a good time, people. <laughs> so if you see Phil... You know what I mean. Uh, with the Jedi Mind Trick card. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see this. I have a feeling it will involve, that's not the card you're looking for. It might. Cool finds as well. Now we turn stateside. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie. This is Mark, Darth Cheddar on the forums. As a collector of the Galactic Heroes, I've been really boycotting the new Jedi Force figures that are out. But they almost got me today when they were at Target. They have a Millennium Falcon uh, for the Jedi Force, and it also opens up into a play set. Now, the shape and design of the Falcon actually looks quite a bit like the Galactic Heroes version of it, but when it opens up, it actually folds open, and then it has multi-layers to play on. So it's actually pretty cool looking. Like I said, they almost got me, but I'm not going to bite. I don't want to get involved with that line. So just wanted to make the listeners aware of that. I believe the retail on that was about thirty-four ninety-nine. Thanks for keeping up the great work on the show, and as always, uh, we enjoy it each week. Thank you. Bye. 
I look at those Jedi Force and... Don't do it, Mark. Don't do it. I want to like them. Don't do it. I just don't think they're as cute in all as the Galactic Heroes were. They're not. It's like you're at a bar and there's two girls and there's one that's really hot and one that's her friend. And it's like her friend. (laughs) I suppose that would be okay if I didn't already have a harem of other collecting alternatives. There you go. The three and three quarter inch and the Just side so you know, show. if you don't really like them, don't buy them. You're not obligated. That's hard, Arnie. I know. Here's how I feel. I think that the line may have promise, but it needs a little time to evolve. I think that maybe... Evolve put- into bringing back Superhero Squad and Galactic Heroes? Or change the sculpting a little bit. But I don't know. I'm not three. If it's going to stay targeted at the three-year-old market, who are too young because they'll eat the guns on three and three-quarter inch figures, but they want something that has some articulation. I guess that other lines have done successfully. What I've been told is, and I've now noticed in the aisle, this entire line is just a ripoff of like what they have for DC Comics, Batman and Superman and all of them. And there was actually a really cute Green Lantern set of this style of figures that was kind of cool. So it's just a ripoff of that trying to match that market. But I just haven't bought down. And it may be one where if there are some really cute characters, I'll pick them up. Certainly if there's a Han and Carbonite, I'll pick it up. Well, that goes without saying. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder too. And we'll find out. I mean, not every new line Hasbro tries works. When I was at TJ Maxx recently, all of those little racing starships were there. Yeah, that wasn't a good idea. But I can see your attraction. The vehicles, especially the Falcon, is something that could pull you in. I'd say if you buy it, Buy it for Owen and Luke, but try not to get into it yourself. Owen and Luke have much more taste than that. Hi, Ernie and Marjorie. It's Robert Arthur Kari calling in. In sort of a weird moment of synergy here, on uh, National Talk Like a Pirate Day, I was finally able to find a copy of Hondo Anaka. Gosh, I've been trying to track down this figure forever. So I got a weekly pirate on the... I also was able to find the uh, Clone Commander Jet and uh, the Arctic version of Tolkoon and that ARF Trooper that you guys uh, reviewed in a previous episode, a couple of episodes ago. One more thing, I don't know if anybody's noticed this or not, but with uh, Commander Jet, oh, he has those two kind of rabbit ear looking antenna coming out of the sides of his helmet. If you check in behind the game card, there's the little name plate on the, the uh, figure bubble. There's actually a second set of earmuffs that you can slap on him so he can have him with the antennas down. So I thought it was a nice little thing because, you know, in case you don't like the uh, bunny ear look, you can give him just the standard Leia earmuffs. So um, also um, today as I was kind of doing a little shopping around, uh, Stopped at a Hobby Lobby, and thing that I don't know if you've ever seen these before, but they have a set of Star Wars Nutcrackers. There's a Yoda, a Vader, a Commander Rex, although they didn't actually have him in stock, but the, and there's also a, a Stormtrooper. They're kind of expensive, so I took a pass on them. They're about $40 a piece, but they are on the Blue Skies um, uh Boxes. So I'm assuming they're at least from sometime this year or repackaged from from an older version. But uh, they appear to be made out of wood, and they've got that sort of folk arty look to them. They're not like you know movie accurate in any way, shape, or form. They're more kind of abstract. But uh, the three human-sized ones appear to be able to crack regular-sized nuts, whereas the Yoda is smaller and appears to have just a um, opening large enough for like something size of a cashew or something. So, but uh, already, I'll keep you posted. I'll find anything else interesting out there and always enjoying the show. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Crackers sound pretty cool. We do have a Hobby Lobby. I go there regularly to frame my Star Wars art because it seems every week is half-off week. It is. They're one of those stores that always has a sale, and there's always a coupon. And thanks for the info on that figure. I hadn't opened him up because I'm trying not to make more of a packing mess for myself, and just, I never did like the bunny ears look on him. So when I do display him, that's how it'll have to go, assuming I open him. I don't open a lot of the Clone Wars. I still get the vintage one to open, one to keep. Clone Wars, not so 
so much. Update, Marjorie. How's the puzzle going? I will say that the 3D lenticular effect is giving me a migraine. I'm nearly done. I just have a few loose pieces, but it makes it harder because when you look at it, it's not as when you look at it at a different angle. So trying to match them up is really getting frustrating. Didn't you just tell me you're missing some pieces? I don't know if I'm missing pieces, but I think that some of the pieces are not cut right. I know that probably sounds crazy, but like I know this one should go here, but it's a different shape. It's like it's reversed. Or maybe it doesn't go there. It. I know for a fact it goes there. Hmm. I'll explain later, but let me finish and we'll see. All right. Back to the voicemails. Hi, guys. Imperial TK921 here, or Patrick. Um, I just want to say thank you for the wedge figure. I just got it in the mail today, so I'd like to just uh, give a shout out to you and Backstage Toys and say that it's super awesome and uh, that I love the show. Uh, thanks. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you got it and glad you really like it. And that is, he is referencing the contest that Backstage Toys helped us with by offering up one of those rare, elusive wedge figures as a prize. Mm-hmm. And we thank Backstage Toys for their support of Star Wars Action News. Hi, yes. Um, my name is David. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, my um, form name is um, Jedi Master 6611. Um, I've been Star Wars fans for many years, since actually the early 80s. Well, I'm 41 years old. But I, my recent path was pretty funny, and I want to share with you guys. I just won an um, online eBay auction for Darth Sidious uh, um, the Vintage Collection, and the amount that it came to, plus shipping and handing, was $66.66. So Darth Sidious... $66.66. My area, as far as um, stores-wise, is completely pegged with uh, Troopers, Target, Walmart. Uh, Target doesn't... Target is... is, um, has Troopers. Walmart has Troopers. Um, Kmart has nothing whatsoever. Uh, Has some Clone Wars, but that's about it. So... Looking for the new wave, and I really love the new um, Blu-ray saga. So keep up the good work on all your podcasts, and, and thank you. I wonder which Palpatine you were buying for $66. I'm curious which one that would be, but it is kind of a funny coincidence. It is, yes. It is a very amusing coincidence. And it sounds like your stores are pretty much the same as ours as far as what they have or really what they don't. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Sam, and I was at Walmart, and I found a Clone Commander Colt and a a Space Trooper. That Space Trooper is a figure that, when it first started shipping as part of the Saga Legends line, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to find one. I was really worried. You're very worried. And then I found one, and I gobbled it up, and then I found a few more, and I went rule of three and bought them, and now they're everywhere. Yeah, sorry about that. Hmm, that's because you're the cooler. I kind of am. So thank you to everyone who called in with a voicemail. Remember, you can reach us at 415-508-JEDI or send an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. Up, we have Mark Fenrick back again, and here he is with his Star Wars Miniverse co-host giving us an update on the state of Star Wars minis. Hello, Swan listeners. This is Mark Darth Cheddar on the forums. I am here with my Star Wars Miniverse co-host. Tim, also known online as Chargers. And we wanted to talk with you just a little bit about the health of, quote, a dead game that was used to be produced by Wizards of the Coast. Right. As you mentioned, we are the hosts of Star Wars Miniverse, one of three podcasts dedicated to the greatness of the Star Wars Mini Skirmish game. Yes, and Wizards of the Coast dropped the line about a year and a half ago. Right. And most people wrote it off as dead at that point. Right. <laughs> and we're happy to report that it's not dead. Right. It's uh, healthy and vibrant, and the rumors of its death are greatly exaggerated. Certainly are. Since the cancellation by Wizards of the Coast, we're now on to the second of some regular V-sets coming out a couple times a year. Well, hold on, Tim. You may want to explain V-sets. V-sets are 
virtual sets. Right. So what we get to do now is we're getting new cards and new characters out there to use along with our existing miniatures. So just like some card games have done where they've gone virtual, mm -hmm. create new cards, play, we're getting new characters that way. Yes, we've got a great online community that's been working very hard to keep the game alive. Last year they introduced us to a set called Destiny of the Force, and this year, just recently in August, we got the latest of the V sets known as Renegades and Rogues. And as Tim mentioned, we're using new cards and they print them up. They're fabulous looking cards. Mm -hmm. Better quality than Wizards ever put out. In terms of printing and quality of the cardstock. And in terms of playtesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys put an awful lot of time into it. And then we do use older figures. That's the downside. Most of us would like to have the new figures to go along with it. So they suggest to us a certain mini that we might be able to use. Which, in fact, are kind of new to us. Mm -hmm. Because these were characters or figures that weren't the greatest, so people wouldn't play them a lot. So now we get to use those figures. Yeah, but on top of all that, they've also given us two bonus sets as well. So we're talking four new sets since the game, quote, died. Right. And the next two sets are already in the works and being playtested and designed. Yeah, so it's still a very exciting time for those of you. I know there are a number of you on the forums that, that used to play. If you gave up the game, we encourage you to, to head on out, take a listen to our podcast at swminiverse.com. As Tim mentioned, there are two other podcasts. We have Minis Mayhem, and we also have Sith Hollow News Network. Right. All three of those are promoting the game and doing everything we can to keep it alive through discussion and through the V sets. And they had a great showing at Gen Con this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, attendance there. You know, people would expect it to drop off. It hasn't. Oh, no, not, not at all. And they were thrilled to see that attendance was actually at prior year's attendance levels, and they had more people playing in the first days games than expected. Yeah, and for those that aren't familiar with how at least minis have been run, we had a number of regionals leading up to it, too. And again, people were kind of expecting not as many players playing at this point. We had 14 regionals mm -hmm. taking place across the country. All with good attendance. Yeah, excellent attendance. And then those winners were given passes to Gen Con, and, and it's just great to see that people are still playing the game. Right, and then Gen Con determines the national championship, or I should say, North American champion. Yes. And part of our regional structure also is overseas. Yeah. The community is actually growing there. Mm -hmm. Arnie has joked a little bit about the game being dead, and we, we understand that. Right. <laughs> but we want to let you know it's not. Yeah. We raise players of other games. Oh, yeah. That they wish that their community was as alive as our dead game. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of not being a dead game yet, Fantasy Flight Game has come along and at Gen Con announced that they were the ones that acquired the Star Wars minis, card game, and role-playing licenses. Right. This has been speculated actually going back to last Gen Con when rumors were flying about who had picked up the license. They've had this license for quite some time, obviously did not want to say anything until they had some sort of a product or at least a prototype to put out on the floor for people to see and play test. Right. Now, Arnie had mentioned this a couple episodes ago regarding Fantasy Flight Game and he wasn't sure, and he mentioned this as far as the card game, what to expect. It's become obvious that the card game is not going to be a collectible card game. It's going to be basically prepackaged cards. You, right. You buy a set, everyone gets the same set. Mm -hmm. Kind of gives you an equal footing there. Same thing with the first miniature-based game that they're putting out called X-Wing. You're all going to have the same X-Wing and, and TIE Fighters. Right, and it's going to be uh, some interesting game mechanics. I know a number of our forum listeners have been to Gen Con and had seen some of this stuff played and, and really liked what they saw. And I'm hearing the flip side as well, too. Some people are saying right. it's not the same game. Well, it's not going to be the same game. There's no way right. to have it be the same game. Right. What I see is the good news is somebody's got a license. Right. <laughs> and it sounds too like Fantasy Flight Games went there, not the final version, right. not a prototype, but something in between. Mm -hmm. and they're actually listening to the community to say, what did you think of it? Right. Giving themselves a chance to tweak it if they need to. Yeah. So we're, we're very excited to see this coming out. I know Tim and I, we're going to be trying the game out. Will we get as heavy into it as we have with the minis that we're playing now? Well, that's to be seen. But being that we do a podcast, we're at least going to have to do some sort of play testing, I would assume. Right. 
Arnie and Marjorie, thank you very much for the time you've given us here to at least talk a little bit about the minis. And for you Star Wars collectors, there's enough out there for you to find. Certainly is. And we encourage you that if you want to hear more, please stop by our show at SWMiniverse.com. You can also find us on iTunes at Star Wars Miniverse. Thank you very much, and we turn you back over to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Mark. Real interesting small news. Mm -hmm. I'm still very curious about these new upcoming games that are coming out and wondering, most importantly, will they be fun? Or second, most importantly, will they look very cool and be nice collectibles? Now, before we go, I have just a couple other things I want to talk about. I mentioned on last week's show that we were at Barnes & Noble and saw some new books, but they were a lot cheaper on Amazon. Well, those came in this week. The first is... How to Speak Wookiee. A manual for intergalactic communication. I picked up a copy of this for my niece, who is obsessed with Chewbacca and Chewbacca's butt. She also gets the lightsaber, so she's going to have a very Star Wars Christmas. There's buttons, and you can hear the sound, and it will translate to what it is. So, for example, what would you think this means, Marjorie? Llama, llama, mad at mama. Cut that out. Oh. That was way off. That's a different children's book. It is. But Chewbacca looked mad in that photo. What about this one? But I really want it. I love this band. Oh, it sounded very pained. Also helpful. I think you've confused me with someone else. Oh, yeah. And my mistake. Let me buy you a beverage to make up for my foolishness. These are very handy. Kind of a fun one, you know. It's a little bit silly. And the art in this book is just phenomenal. Done by Jake, one of your favorite Star Wars artists, Marjorie, with his cute cubic style that we first saw back at the Celebration Four Badges. It was really the sound effects that got me. Last one, what do you think this means? I'll give you a hint. The photo is of a bunch of Wookiees in the Millennium Falcon. You're going the wrong way. Very close. Turn right. Right! It was a different dialect than I'm used to. You know, the southern Wookiee accents. It's a lot different than the midwestern Wookiee. The second book I caught was a lot bigger. Cost a bit more, but not much. Still $40 cover price I got for $25 on Amazon. And that's Star Wars Comics Art. This is a giant coffee table book that really focuses on the Star Wars comics throughout the years. And in it, you can see just some inked pages. You can get some really giant oversized cover art without any of the words overlaying it. Just get to see a whole bunch of penciled pages. All kinds of really cool stuff. And as somebody who really likes the comic book art, I think my favorite Star Wars shirt right now is back from the Marvel Comics, and Marjorie recently bought me all those Marvel Comics. It was number three, which you were wearing the day that I gave it to you, which is very odd. This is just a great book. They have a couple of fold-out pages where the art spans the page, and I think that the way the book was bound kind of ruins the effect. There's one of those of Darth Talon. But when you see, like, the cover to Dark Empire, much bigger than an actual comic book, and without any of the words or anything, you really get to pay attention to the art. That really just impressed the hell out of me. I saw this book, and I instantly had to have it. There's also a lot of information here about the comics and the artists who did them. But my favorite portion of the book is actually a contribution by J.W. Rensselaer, who I think went into his making of Star Wars scrap pile and pulled out something that is absolutely great. There was apparently a recording being made when Lucas first met with Marvel to discuss having Star Wars as comic books. And it's funny a couple of the things said, because he's meeting with Howard Chaikin, who, of course, made that Star Wars number one cover and several of the poster. And Chaikin asks if there's going to be any problems with likenesses. And are the actors going to be? And Lucas just goes, no, no problems. Lucas knows what he signed those (laughs) actors for. 
And Jake goes, okay, that's come up often. I'm going to attempt likenesses, but simplified likenesses. He goes on, I feel that the kid who plays Luke is a little soft in the face, so I'm going to harden him up a bit. He's got a great cleft, and that's fine, but he looks like he's 16. It'll make him look more heroic in the picture. Han Solo is perfect. He looks like how I drew him. He looks like my cliche mercenary hero. He looks like Starbuck. Alec Guinness is no problem. He reeks character. Darth Vader is a comic book character. He looks like Doctor Doom. He does look like Doctor Doom. That was something that in one of the other Star Wars books, Star Wars Year by Year, they pointed out in years before Star Wars came out that Doctor Doom was one of the inspirations. But it's great because it's Lucas basically saying he's a big fan of theirs and that the meeting's more because he wants to meet his comic book idols and artists than anything else and some of the discussions into the old Marvel comics. It's a really nice book, and you're right, it is a coffee table book, but I think it's something that you will get out and look at often. It is, and these prints are just so nice. I mean, when you start talking about something like Star Wars frames and it's several thousand dollars, but when you get a book in your hands and you see a really well-printed book, I've got to just give this some kudos on its printing. It makes you really appreciate it more. And the fact that it's only $40, this is something I'll give you a spoiler alert. When we do our Christmas list rundown that we do every year around Thanksgiving, This is one of the big items on it for comic fans or book fans or just Star Wars historians who like the little makings of. There's not a whole lot of text. It's mostly pictures, but it gave me an insight into something I didn't know a whole lot about, which is comic art, while at the same time providing some glorious pages of art. High, high recommend for that book for everyone. And that is our show for this week. How did your puzzle do, Marjorie? Well, the first one, remember I told you I was missing pieces because I had two pieces that just would not fit anywhere. But I knew that's where they went because of the photo, the part of the picture that's on these puzzle pieces. This totally defies how I think puzzles are made, but they're printed on the wrong side, and that's where they wouldn't fit. I've confirmed this. One of the pieces quite clearly has to go there. Because it's got the trademark on it. Yeah, it has the continuing text from the copyright and trademark. But the way either this piece or every piece around it is cut is backwards. It will only fit in white side up, printing side down. And there's a second piece, two pieces above. I thought puzzles were made by printing them and then putting them through a die cut process that just cut them all at once. I guess not. Can't be the case. If somebody knows, maybe Jerry, about puzzle printing processes. Well, it seems backwards that you just print a whole bunch of pieces with the same picture on them. Because then that seems like maddening to try to get them all in the bag. That would be a huge... I mean, just the fact that the equipment would have to be insane for the number of pieces that some puzzles are. And when you start looking at it like this, maybe you could do that with small puzzles. But imagine those huge hundreds of pieces puzzles. But we actually had bought two of these. She was putting together Savage Press versus Obi-Wan and Anakin. And so we got the second one, and it's fine. Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. I've never heard of this happening. You always hear somebody go, oh, the puzzle's pieces are missing or the pieces don't work. And I've always taken it to be an excuse of a poor puzzle maker. It's not, is it? No, you were right. Yeah, I, I told you I was missing pieces because I'm like, well, that must go there. Maybe there's another piece and this is goes somewhere else. And no, it, those two clearly go there. I'm not nuts. You are not nuts. The puzzle was defective. It was. Should I return it for my dollar? I'm going to. You should. You should take it fully assembled and go, see, it's backwards. I want my dollar back. I want my dollar eight back. Stupid sales tax. Yeah, I know. As for the lenticular effect, it does cover the whole poster. I thought when we poured it out, some of the pieces looked non-lenticular. It's not a very good lenticular. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because, one, you can clearly see Dooku from every angle, which I think is what they're going for with this. But it's just not very robust and it's very glossy. So any movement or 3D effect you get is lost because of the glossiness. And I will say, putting together a lenticular puzzle, lenticular puzzles are a terrible idea because, oh my god, they're hard. I gotta say... The glossiness makes this one hard. If we purchase one of the $30 lenticular puzzles, it might have some more quality manufacturing and not get backwards pieces. And yeah, you look like... Honestly, you look like a frustrated five-year-old trying to push some of these pieces together. (laughs) You had that little scrunched-up face that kids get. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's because they didn't fit together. It was just funny because you were putting together a puzzle aimed at young children and you had the facial expression of a young child. But it was... It was defective. Okay. It was not your fault. All right. That's what I want to hear. 
We will be back next week live from New York. If you're in the New York area, follow us on Twitter. We may do a small get-together still up in the air. Timing is hard because these panels go well into the night. Like, Friday night would probably be my primary time for a get-together, but it's when the Mark Hamill panel is. Yeah. And so we're not sure... We have a late dinner in Manhattan, maybe. Yeah, it's the city that never sleeps. And True. As much podcast editing as I do, I'm the host that never sleeps, so we'll go well together. My bed is always empty. No, that's why you have three chihuahua. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit YakFace.com, HansHideout.Blogspot.com, and JediTempleArchives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is website designed by Jason, associate produced and announcements by Brock, reporters Jerry, Dan, Steve, and Justin, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Barrett. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2011, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Stuff.com. There's the Star Wars ship diagrams one, which has like almost. It's 3D also. It is. No, it's 30. Oh, okay. It is. It's a 30 single. It's a 30 thread count. Yeah, not 3D, 3-0.